Tweety and Frothies, grand final review, Daggy and Barney with you. The night after the NRL grand final, 2021, it's in the books. Panthers Panthers are the premiers, as many people thought they would be for many months of this premiership. Barney, we're, uh, we've had 24 hours to ponder it and uh, let it marinate and get into this. Uh, what do you make of of the game? Oh, we should probably mention uh, Olive's not here. Uh, um, <laughs> find his review. He's put up his thoughts on uh, Rugby League, in my opinion. Go find that there. Uh, but, yeah, Daggy, Barney, with you, uh, just chatting off air about what we're going to talk about. We thought we may as well pre- press record and see where it goes. Uh, how are you, mate? How do you enjoy the long weekend? And uh, then we'll do some footy talk. Yeah, long weekend was fantastic. Obviously, got to spend a lot of time with the wife and the little one, which is which was brilliant. Yeah. Got to um, yeah, sit down and watch a tremendous game of football last night. Um, there wasn't a lot of outstanding, flashy football, but there, there was good, tough eighty minutes of football from from the very beginning to the end of it. Uh, There's some really good matchups, and uh, there wasn't a lot of um, standout players. I thought, especially from no. the Panthers side. Um, no. Whereas there was probably a few more standouts from the South team, but there was probably a few blokes that sort of did go missing as well from the South team, which uh, probably when you put it all together, it comes out with what we came out with last night. Well, oh, just quickly, how Jenny enjoy the night and how'd she pull up this morning? Oh, Jenny absolutely loved it, <laughs> obviously. Um, yeah, she lost the plot for a good 20 minutes after the game, but then she settled down pretty quickly, actually. So no, <laughs> I thought good. she'd be a little bit uh, more full on today than what she was, to be honest. But no, she had a great night. Obviously, from the scenes that we saw around Penrith, there was a lot of people in Mount Druitt. There was a lot of people that had a very good time last night. Yeah. Well, well into the early hours this morning, I'd suggest. Yeah, so I could hear the car horns uh, at the top of Jemison Road well into the night. Yeah, fireworks everywhere, even in Glenmore Park here where I'm at. So, yeah, it was uh, the Penrith, the suburb of Penrith made the most of it. Uh, hopefully, there's no uh, pandemic ramifications for all us hoping to get to the pub on Monday, but yes. we'll see how that all plays out. Uh, good on the local community, good on uh, everyone getting, you know, obviously, we know many, many Penrith fans, so it's their time in the sun, family, friends, and otherwise. Uh, so, good luck. Not good luck. Uh, good on them, I guess. <laughs> yeah, hearty congratulations. Um, I'll catch up with the old man in the next couple of days and see get his take on the match. Um, I know the brother-in-law celebrated well and truly into the night. Yeah. And, uh, a couple of other people that we know quite closely. Yeah, if we'd, uh, I, was, really I, was thinking, I was just thinking as we were setting up, we should have probably given a couple of calls, which we could still do, but I, I'm dubious any of them are awake, to be honest with you. <laughs> they, uh, they may not be very coherent at this <laughs> so, at the moment either. So. Uh, so, a fantastic game of footy. Uh, just quickly, we usually knock over some news, but the, I guess the two signing news is for the week. I'll get them off the table. Looks like Aaron Wood's going to the Dragons for a year with a year extra in club favour. Uh, as a Sharks fan, yeah, you've got the best finger on the pulse with him. Oh, he's probably had um, last last 12, 18 months have been quite good considering um, he was coming off a pretty low base there. There was a couple of years where he did um, did seem to struggle to match up with the game. Um, the game's got a little bit quicker, which doesn't help him defensively, but uh, when he's when he's got the ball in his hand, he does a good enough job of getting the, getting through some metres for his team. So it'll be um, – obviously, he's at the back end. I don't expect him to probably improve from where he is at the moment, but I don't think he'll fall away dramatically. So. No, uh, he does have those issues with that the quicker speed around the ruck, and then he's he's prone to a six again as a result as well. So there his main concerns, but you know Australian and New South Wales 
Representative Ford, who um, <coughs> who did have a pretty good season. I, I yeah, good on him. I, I, only the best for him. And Tyrone Peachy looks like was rumored or was reported that he'd be at the Tigers two years. Now there's counter reports saying the Raiders are making a counter offer. Um, oh, I hadn't heard of the Raiders. So, well, NRL.com reported there's still a two horse race. So we'll see. But uh, uh, from reading between the lines, Tigers are hot favourites. Don't necessarily know what that. It probably gives us a solid 14, uh, and there's not much else to pick from. I probably would have kept my powder dry for another couple of weeks and seen more of the fallout now. Injuries and the like have taken... Uh, will start taking a toll, and, and teams will start actually looking at what they've got for next year. I feel like there's some twists in the tails to uh, some signing stuff before Christmas, but we'll wait and see on that. Uh, any Anything from your end? Yeah, no, I agree with all that. I think... Um 400 might be touch overs. I think it's probably worth more around 300, 350 at oh, the most. Oh, but, um, probably plays a bit of six to do much over. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, he can play a bit of six. Um, at a pinch, he could go back into the centres or fullback if needed. But realistically, I can see him playing, yeah, a, a second 5'8 role and possibly a bit of time in hooker. Yeah, but, he's ideal 14 at the moment until yeah. something better comes along. Uh, but for 400, you're probably obliged to keep him in your first grade 17, whereas oh, yeah, absolutely. a bit less you can you maybe look at uh, the likes of a Jock Madden or someone else at that, or a Luke Brooks on the bench even. But we'll see how that pans out. We'll see uh, how the next few months pan out. But let's talk uh, grand final footy. 14-12, final score. Uh, yeah, two tries apiece. The missed Adam Reynolds conversion, the difference. Uh, we're sort of free... free uh, I was going to say free balling, free flowing a little bit here, and with our analysis, <laughs> I do okay. have my stats here. Though, but so, so kick um, off with that, and that'll get us in the rhythm. I think. Yeah, we had um, two tries apiece, two out of two conversions for Penrith, one out of two for Souths, and a missed two point field goal right at the end of the match. There, um, both teams had a penalty goal each. Fifty three percent of possession went Penrith's way, forty seven percent to Souths, which obviously evened themselves up at the back end of the game because Penrith were pretty dominant in possession for the first at least half of the game. So. Um, we had 83% completion to 74%, 34 out of 41 sets, played 32 out of 43, 290 run metres uh, in the positive for Penrith, 146 post-contact metres in the positive for Penrith. Two line breaks by Penrith, four by Souths, 23 tackle busts by Penrith and 59 by Souths. Again, I think a flood of those were at the back end last 10 minutes yeah, of the yeah. game where they were, they were sort of breaking tackles at will there at the back end of the game, but... We had six offloads to seven, five force dropouts by Penrith and zero by Souths. Uh, no 40-20s, 356 tackles played 373, three ruck infringements to one, two inside the tens by Penrith, none by Souths, three penalties conceded by Penrith and two by Souths, uh, seven errors to 11, Appy made 51 tackles, Murray made 53, Brian To'o with 238 metres and Tom Burgess with 139 for Souths. Appy made 51 tackles, but he missed 14 in this game. And Cleary missed nine and made 17. There's 31 missed tackles from the starting pack from Penrith. Gay Guy made six, missed three. And Jacob Host missed four and made 19. We said, um, we talked, and I just saw this, when would it have been we mentioned that in order for Souths to win these sort of games, they need to spread the ball early? Would that have been around 20... Yeah, probably Four, two or three weeks out before the finals. Yeah. And then they turned around and uh, bashed a couple of teams. But uh, the story of this game to me a little bit was their forward pack did get owned and they 
missed an opportunity of not going wide early or at times early in sets. Do you sort of feel that a little bit? A little bit. Um, I think collectively their pack was, um, like, as a group, they were probably better than Penrith's pack, like, if, if you matched all of all of the seven forwards up against each other. But Penrith just had a couple of standouts in your Fisher-Harris. Um, Liam Martin there didn't get a lot of ball, but he had some devastating runs off his line where he's making 15, 20 mm-hmm. metres. And then um, your outside backs jumped in and helped them. Obviously, Brian Toto did what he does. Um, Affy got out a few times and made some nice metres. But, um, yeah, the collect- I thought South's... Kulamatangi and Murray were probably two of the better ones for South, and I thought that I was thought, quite good. I thought Murray was the but best player in the field. I thought Murray was pretty close to being the best player in the field too. If he had maybe a run or an offload that had sort of sparked something for him, then it, you probably would have it, gone It looked that like way, he was but... going to, um, without going into too deep in the game, it looked like he was going to get it to that last five minutes where he yeah, just absolutely. went through the Sydney heads there. And, um, I think he... Um, if he had support he just... and, uh, yeah... He's yeah. put himself into the ground, mate. He, yeah. he need obviously Cook made forty odd as well, but if you go through the rest of their pack, I think most of them are only making 15, 20 tackles. So that's something South I think really need. They need to find one more player in there to take some of that load off Murray and free him up a little bit in attack. Yeah. We um yeah, I felt their Fords really struggled to get end ascendancy and uh Penrith Fords didn't necessarily weren't necessarily that much better, but their back three were just so good. Uh, mm-hmm. And maybe that's a result of well, let's start from the start. Uh, if I had to, if you ask me, well, I'll ask you, what was the one deciding factor of the grand final? Uh, uh, in your opinion, well, it was the kicking game from Cleary. Yeah, I would say the same thing. He, uh, the field position that Penrith were able to just continually put Souths in their corners. They were taking bombs on their own try line for a good twenty minutes there at the start of the game. That's basically all they were doing was catching bombs. Yeah on the try line and either getting forced back in goal or they were, you know, working it out from their own end. Whereas Penrith seemed to be catching the ball a lot on their own sort of 20-metre line. And mm. by the time they've caught it and run back, they're, they're 30 metres off their own goal line where Southwick just getting pegged on their own goal line for the majority of the game, to be honest. Yeah, I, I thought that was a major difference. And, and the counter is that is Penrith's back three being able to, uh, and even at the back end, make some key decisions when to pass the right time. But Edwards, uh, obviously 2-0. And Crichton were tremendous. Um, I'd also add Penrith's slide speed. When they did have Souths down on their goal line, they were off their line that quick, and they were hit. The Souths were only making five meters before Penrith's line were hitting them. Yeah, and a lot of the time, once they hit them, they drove them back as well. So, yeah, I, and I think that set the platform. And the difference was Cleary was able to get when Penrith did struggle. Cleary came out with the perfect kick every time. Uh, even in attacking position, all these bombs he put up, he never gave away a repeat set I can remember. Um, they always seem to no, come down yeah. right right at the right spot and ma- yeah. and then they're able to hammer I think him. there was one seven tackle was set. For seven South. tackle set, yeah. yeah. And then um, I think there was five repeat sets to Penrith versus none for for South. Uh, yeah. Did it feel like injury or pressure was the key point there for Reynolds kicking? Uh, a little bit of both, I think. Um, Penrith did put a lot more pressure on Reynolds, and that's one thing I didn't understand from South. So that would have been, I thought that would have been one of their key markers for the entire game. Uh, yeah. They would have been told to have two and three blokes running at Cleary every time he touched the ball. Uh, Lou, I did take a few nice clearing kicks away from him, and sort of took a little bit of pressure off him. But I was surprised the amount of kick pressure that Cleary got, uh, that Reynolds got, compared to the kick pressure that Reynolds uh, that um, Cleary was getting. Yeah. South had Penrith for putting so much more kick pressure on than what Souths were, and it, it just surprises me that there wouldn't have been one bloke given the job. And it's hard because Cam Murray probably had five jobs to do. 
<laughs> but True. one bloke given the task to just uh, stay on Nathan the whole time. Uh, it felt like a, a sliding doors sort of game at times, though, because there were moments it could have gone either way. Uh, Absolutely. The, the Luai, and obviously the there hasn't been a correct review, but the Luai knock-on was a, a almost a 12-point turnaround if given you would have given South possession because the, th- mm-hmm. the things you'll say is South, I think they're down Penrith's end maybe four times and scored twice, probably yes. should have scored a third time, uh, the one that went into went into touch. Yep. Uh, and if that goes the other way, I think South win. Uh, there was a tremendous kick from Reynolds at wrong-footed Edwards. If that goes into touch and they get the 40-20, I think mm-hmm. South win. Absolutely, <laughs> and uh, the way the momentum was swinging at the end there, like if Reynolds kicks that goal, South win. I was half expecting South to pro- probably put on two tries in that last ten or fifteen yeah. minutes. And I think, as uh, I said, they were coming back through the middle and they were breaking tackle after tackle. Yeah, Pen- but the scramble, Penrith scramble, was good. Mm. Uh, just uh, a couple of key points, I guess. So. The I thought Cody Walker, apart from the intercept, he was tremendous. He was, he was as good as he's been yeah. most of the year. It looked dangerous. Um, that left edge looked dangerous the whole time. They just didn't get a lot of ball, and that was back to my earlier point, sort of ten minutes ago. That if they had of they did, it wasn't until they needed to score that they tried that that edge more. And if they had of perhaps tried it there early and tried a few of those plays from you know the 50, 60 or fifty In meter mark, half, yeah. that they might have been. It looked like that was going to crack any time they went there. So perhaps that could have been uh, targeted a little bit better. Um, any other takeaways from you? Before we... Yeah, Momorowski didn't have his best game in defence. And as you mentioned, I'm surprised they didn't go there a lot more often. Um, Reynolds' passing game wasn't great either. I, I thought he sort of did go missing a little bit, to be honest. And clearly he had to take up a little bit more slack there. Um, yep. I don't know whether they, they probably should have told Cook, directed Cook to get out a little bit more often and try to link up with Cody and get something going on there. But um, the defence was a, the major part from both teams, realistically. They, both teams defended that well that it made it very hard for either side to sort of get um, get any sort of ascendancy. At the most, they, they might poke their nose through when they were going through the forwards, but yeah. most most of the raids that went out to the edges got shut down pretty well. Um and they looked dangerous at times, South, when they did turn that ball back in through the ruck. As I mentioned the Murray one earlier, there was a couple of times. Look, they probably probably missed the batting ram in Latrell there because he, he might have targeted through there once or twice. Uh, I'll save you him for later because I don't, I don't want to throw... Well. Well, I was going to say, we've brought up... Let's, it, it's a, a nothing conversation because he wasn't playing. Yeah. Does South win if he does play? I think, they, yeah, I think they would have, to be honest. Um, you saw the think, way Cody palmed off Cleary. That would have been Mitchell's. As soon as Mitchell would have seen that, that he would have just been coming all day. Yeah. And obviously Blake Taft's not big enough to be able to play that role, to try and steamroll over the top of Cleary. Even, I'm surprised they didn't line up some back rowers and even gay guy coming back at an angle at him and stuff like that. Yeah. I thought they missed a trick there. I, 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 think, I think it was one of... Um, Tactically, it was probably one of South's worst games in the last probably four to six weeks, to be honest. I'd agree with that. Uh, and on that left edge, even that pass Cody throws into touch, more or not, he's going that, that short one to Latrell, who would have just taken Momorowski with him. Yeah. He did, he did do that two or three times, though, and that was a result of the inside pressure from mm. from Cleary and um, and his, his second rower there. But uh, the We talked about Momorowski's defence and actually, he, talk about lucky charm. He's been to three grand finals, one or three, with three different clubs. 
uh, <laughs> Roosters, Melbourne, and Penrith. Oh, yeah. He has too. Yeah. So he, he, uh, Tigers didn't want him, but, you know. He wasn't horrible. He, uh, he, he did do a, a fairly good job, but there was a couple of times where he sort of got himself into a, a sticky position there and um, left Crichton sort of uh, wondering what was going on, especially with that last try at the back end there. He, he definitely jammed in and left Crichton on his own, and there wasn't much Crichton could do about that. Mm. But the same could be said about Graham with the first try of Burton. I was um, going to say, yeah. we, given the raps we gave Campbell Graham last month, uh, <laughs> what do you make of his defensive decisions at points? I think I think it was in his own head for the first half an hour, to be honest. So they were constantly under pressure, and he just seemed to get. He, he did make obviously made two or three glaring mistakes. Um, he seemed to get it back together. He made some crucial tackles as well to, to shut down some Penrith attack where they they were looking threatening. But um, yeah, maybe a pass mark, but it wouldn't be much more than a pass mark. Yeah, uh, we talked about the back markers. Uh, two hundred thirty-eight meters for two zero massive Dylan Edwards. Uh, is revealed as a broken foot the whole final series, 230 metres. Didn't look, I don't think he looked 100% safe, but he was probably 85% safe and, and produced, well, he's a grand final winning fullback and, and produced a fair enough effort. He was. He, he did look threatening at times in and around the ruck off some inside balls and, um, you know, a couple of popped offloads where he did make some nice metres back through the middle, but... As I mentioned, both sides scramble. Every time there was something, there was a half break made, there was two or three jerseys there trying to pull them down. So, Yeah. Did, they, did South Smith's trick not starting Tom Burgess in hindsight or is it that too hard to, to qualify? No, I don't think so. I, I think they probably could have given him a few more minutes than what they gave him. Um, well, that's funny. Seems... Yeah. He played 42. Fisher-Harris, 36 minutes was the one I was... A bit shocked was by. interesting. He did have quite good impact when he was carrying the ball, though. Um, yeah. Kick out, not so much impact carrying the ball, but he made some really nice tackles. Um, mm. he'd, he'd obviously been told to make sure he doesn't give away, away any penalties because I don't think he tackled much higher than the hips the entire night, but he, he put some nice shots on. And uh, one yeah. really important cover tackle there, actually. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, I thought he was really good. He'd definitely been told, this is your job and that's all you're going to do, and, that, and he did it well, so... Um, he wasn't the most impressive player on the field, but I thought he, he did have an impact when he was out there. So. And just looking through other couple of key stats, uh, actually, what do you think about Tyron May when he dropped that ball and thought, here it is? No, mate, it's, I've, I've mentioned a couple of times during the year, I don't think he's a first-grade footballer, to be honest. He should be playing reserve grade somewhere else. Um, he doesn't seem to add a lot. His defence is okay. It's, his defence is probably first grade standard but his attack's definitely not and his decision making's definitely not either so yeah. I thought he possibly lost in the game there to be honest well, they're I in a prime position because Burton had just made that cover tackle and put him over the sideline yeah. which changed the whole complexion of the game Penrith now had the ball with what was about 15 minutes to go 10 minutes to go camped on South's line and second tackle he drops it directly under the post like <laughs> what do you do yeah and then, um, sure enough, it was not more, not more than a minute and a half later, and Cody throws the cut out. But you wish he'd thrown them to sure <laughs> the, the first man oh, instead of going at the back. Um, Matt Burton was tremendous. I thought his kick chase was outstanding. His, his he, kick he chase did lead the consistent, kick chase uh, which night. South didn't have all night either. It's one thing to have the kicks, but South's kick chase I thought was disappointing. There was a lot of times where they there was just not, either none or. Uh, uh, Totola or Sua were leading the kick chase. Um, I so. thought Penrith um, should have probably gone to Paulo a little bit more than they did. Um, mm. Just about every time they kicked to him, they seemed to get a result, but they only went there probably four or five times where I thought as soon as it happened, that that, that would have just been the focus for the rest of the game. But Yeah. 
and without without ref shaming, uh, sure, I thought for sure if consistency was any and and the thing we've said about rules is would you blow them in a grand final? Uh, every game this year from round what was it seven, the Matt Burton hit it was a penalty for your life, contact with the head and ignored. That's that's that shouldn't be a penalty any time of the year in my opinion. Yeah, the bloke has been folded in half. He was a metre off the ground. He dropped from, you know, being two metres high to less than a metre off the ground. And then he cops it. Oh, was that the kick-out one? And he cops a forearm across the side that of the head. That was kick-out. Like, yeah. 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 When they when they go from being, you know, from being, standing upright to being almost down at the ground, like, I, I still it's, it's felt, incidental. Yeah, but having watched, obviously, 225 games this year, uh, yeah. <laughs> that should have been a penalty. And... Oh, yeah. Uh, and at the time, a key chance, but... Well, if you're uh, going to call them all year, yeah, you should be calling them in the grand yeah. final. But I, I had no issues with the way it was refereed, to be honest. I'd, I'd prefer it to be well, refereed that way, but I want them to do it all year. And the so. other one I, the one I will applaud them was uh, when Luai decided to lay down and try and claim a crusher. For the for crusher, a, yes. A good, you know, what was it, 90 seconds? And, yep. uh, and that's the result of... It, I'm not blaming him, but it's a result of the environment they've created all year. Uh, I will say... Absolutely. Uh, well, we'll wrap up our final thoughts. Even the missus was screaming at Luai to get up and play the ball. Well, I was, yeah, <laughs> She's I was a too. fan. And I, so. I had no skin in the game, but I, uh, I was, that made me very angry. Yeah. Uh, they, well, much else to talk about. I think we've probably covered it pretty well, but... Uh, we'll, I think both teams looked fairly fatigued, to be honest. Um, oh, both teams were cooked in 20 minutes to go. The, obviously, there was, there's more injuries than what anyone knows about. I know they've come out and spoken about Edwards and um, 2-0 and all the rest of it, but I don't be surprised if there's a lot more. The half of half of both teams would probably go for clean up surgery after this one, to be honest, because there was they looked like a lot of guys that was either completely exhausted or carrying injury by the by the last 20 minutes of this game. So. Actually, I didn't I didn't mention, but you, you did touch on how easily War Cleary fell off the Walker run. Yeah. I could not believe uh, they did not double down on that at all. I, I think I messaged you at the time and said, there's blood in the water now because I thought, yes, isn't that is. just like absolute, there it is. <laughs> there's a big <laughs> red X on him and no one ran him. I can't recall him even having to make another tackle after that. No, that's right. And that's where, as I said, I thought South missed the trick tactically in this game because I would have had both my second rowers move to that side of the field mm. and just go at him for the, the next 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. Just every second tackle would be making him make a tackle. Yeah, 100%. running inside angles, outside angles on both shoulders, and just going there you go. But yeah. didn't happen. So, um, well, final thoughts on this game, and then we'll just touch on both clubs quickly. Uh, you got to give kudos to Penrith that they went the Absolutely. hard way. They went through the three toughest games of the finals, and they won all three. So you can, I, I can't take anything away from their premiership. Uh, they were the best team for, like I said, probably the first twelve weeks of the comp, and then. Mm-hmm. The toughest team at the the last five four weeks of the comp, so you've got to give them kudos for that. Um, yeah, final word on the game and your three two ones. Yeah, I'm saying it to you, mate. Absolutely, they were, they were the toughest team for the entire final series. Um, and you mix that in with the the skill and the aggression that they get out of their front row. Obviously, there's a few concerning signs about that. I don't know whether it's teams have worked out the way that they. Um, they structure their attack or if it was just a thing with fatigue and injury at the back end of the year that their attack fell away as mark, as dramatically as it did, but they were good enough to hold on in defence. So I think that I think I think Luai's form's a lot to do with that. Because yeah, there's true. games where um Cleary was happy to sort of be the general and let Luai 
create things. And well, this it, was one of Luo's better games in a, a while. Long time, to be yeah, honest, he did that. get out and run, and um, he created a few um, issues for the South defence. Yeah. Fantastic game of football. Both teams absolutely put in everything they had, in which is what we expected. <coughs> Excuse me. I thought the game might have broken apart with a few more points towards the back end, but I think both teams were just that fatigued that they just couldn't get there in the end mm. of the day. So. Uh, Penrith did a good enough job to get as far out in front. They, I thought they probably should have won by another try or two, but yeah, if it had been eighteen six halftime, I think it probably should have been to be honest. And, and I thought mm-hmm. South would have taken that as a win, given how much momentum and possession Penrith had. They did well. They, you know, they've got to be incredibly proud of what they achieved to that point. Uh, and like I said, to bounce the ball or a, a, a bit of luck the other way, and they they probably win. Uh, and I think, like I said, if, if Reynolds kicks that last goal. I think momentum's on their side and they score again. Yeah. Well, the fact that it goes down to the very last five seconds of the game and it still could have gone either way, mm. with, with, as you mentioned, with the bounce of the ball. And it had, a, it had it did have the fairy tale ending with the potential of uh, Reynolds having that two-point field goal. Yes. And he kicks him against Tigers. So. He didn't hit that one very well. <laughs> yeah. But if you do want anyone lining up to take it, it would be him. But, uh, yeah, mm. he didn't get that one right that's for sure uh, uh, yeah, both teams probably deserve to win and only one could so look I'm giving uh, Nathan Cleary three points because I thought his kicking game as I said was a difference yes. uh, two points for me for um, Cameron Murray absolutely and one point that's a very good question look I could almost go Burton or I could go uh, even uh, who are you thinking for one uh, to be honest, I, I had Cody Walker as my one point. Yeah, well, I thought, right. um, I know it, it sounds a bit funny when you end up giving two South players points in in the three two one, but I thought um, Walker was as good as Cleary, and if um, if that last pass hits the winger instead of Crichton, he gets the three points, and Cleary ends up with the one. So yeah, no, fine <laughs> with that. Uh, we will tally them up uh, and announce them on Wednesday night, uh, potentially even on next Wednesday, actually, for our player of the finals. Yeah, the other one would have been Burton, possibly Toto. <laughs> yeah, um, and that's a funny because even what, looking back today, if Crichton doesn't take the intercept, Johnson scores. Yep. And uh, and I would say if Johnson scores, South probably win by ten. I think they they would break them. So anyway, it's all ifs and buts and what might have been, uh, yeah, which is what's that, what I seem well to be done, Penrith Panthers. Yeah, congratulations to them. Uh, outstanding effort and. A quick word on both teams for next year. So Penrith lose Burton, uh, potentially have some issues retaining Kikau, but I think yes. they're going to try and move on a couple others instead. Uh, Burton, a big out, I guess. Angus, not Angus, Stephen Crichton, uh, more than likely go back, back to Senes, who's grown a leg recently. Uh, so they'll be more than competitive again. They'll be top. Oh, absolutely! You wouldn't be. I'd be surprised if they missed the top four. If they do, it would only be sort of fifth or sixth at the absolute worst. But they'll be they'll be there at the end of the year next year for sure. My concern is Souths. I think this was their last Mine shot too. for a while. What are you thinking for next yeah. year? Yeah, absolutely. Um, gay guy going out. He's been one of their strike weapons for the entire year in the centres. Um, you got Reynolds, as we mentioned. Kicking games probably only second to one player, and that was Nathan Cleary for the entire season. Um, and even then, at times he's been better than Cleary. So he's um, yeah, if not the best, the second best kicking game in the comp. And you're going to take that out of your side. Um, we we saw that Cody Walker doesn't really kick that much. I'm not sure what kind of kicking game Taft's got. Apparently he's going to go into seven, but we'll have to see how that works for him. 
Um, as I said, they need someone to come in and help Murray with his tackles. He's just burning himself out, and they're missing a trick with him in attack. He could he could um, he could be an explosive player in attack for them, but they make him do too much work in defence. Uh, you've got Benji going as well and Bennett, so. I've got yeah, I've got concerns. I think they're going to be they'll lose a few spots and be back towards the bottom of the eight. Um, yeah, the bottom of the top eight at the end of next season. Obviously, we'll want to see how they kick off next year. But uh, Reynolds and Gay Guy are big outs for me. Reynolds is a massive out because we've talked about a lot losing. Uh, that team has the tendency to I don't say panic, but go a little bit off the rails without leadership and Reynolds was the key to that. It's a lot on Cam Murray again, who's already carrying a lot to then have to control all these guys. Uh, and Anthony Milford, should he still be here, will be coming in. So that's a... Yeah, I think it's a concern for South. The saving grace is there's realistic still only six or seven teams that can finish in the top six or seven. So uh, yeah, just how could they go? We'll <laughs> wait and see. Uh, that's our look back at grand final time, Barney. Anything you want to finish on here? As I mentioned before, well done, Penner, for look forward to meeting up with all the everyone down the pub, and we'll hear all about it in a couple of weeks from now. But yeah, no, it was um, it was a terrific win by Penrith, and could have been won by either side, but Penrith were just too good. Yeah, grand final worthy game. Uh, well done to all involved. Uh, kudos to the National Rugby League on staying involved throughout the season because. Mm. We both would have gone completely mad with that footy. <laughs> uh, and, and there were so many times it could have gone off the rails, mate, and the comp yeah. could have been shut down at any time. So, Yeah, big salute to Peter Volandis and all involved there. Uh, and I may well still go mad this Saturday with that footy. Well, I think there's yes. a Queensland Cup yes. final to <laughs> get my be. teeth into. But uh, good job, Barney. Thanks all year. You can find too, us mate. on Spotify, as I'm hoping you listen to now, Spotify, iTunes, some YouTube stuff on the Beer Garden Empire channel we'll be back wednesday night to look at look at our full in-depth dive into the top four we'll review the uh manly south melbourne, melbourne and penrith season and where to next for them and then coming up in 10 days time i assume we can do it at the pub are we bold prediction show we assume so i don't see why not we will do we'll return to the great games hotel and finish the season with our world famous bold prediction show it's a lot of fun right in send in your thoughts on uh all the wackiness that might happen next winter. Until then, take care, guys, and we'll talk to you soon.